Hey, welcome to a verse, a comment, a prayer, a blessing. Today is January 8th, 2024, and we're going to begin working through the book of 1 Samuel. And we're going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 8 today. These verses read, There was a certain man from Ramathai, a Zuphite, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jerome, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Penina, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah, whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her husband, Elkanah, said to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why do you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? And here are some extended comments on this, this passage for our reflection. The first eight verses of the book of 1 Samuel set the scene for the story that's going to unfold throughout the course of the book of 1 Samuel. A man named Elkanah is introduced to us, and we learn that he had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Hannah, likely Elkanah's first wife, was barren, which means she did not have any children. While it was not uncommon for a wealthy, well-to-do man to have more than one wife, it is also possible that Elkanah took another wife, Penina, because Hannah was unable to provide him with an heir. Old Testament scholar uh, David Tusmuera is uh, notes that in the ancient Near East, having an heir was very important, for lacking an heir meant the end of one's house. Yet, it doesn't appear that Elkanah despised his wife, Hannah. We are told that he loved her and would give her a double portion of the sacrificial meat from his annual trip to Shiloh. But while Cana might have been loving toward Hannah. The other wife, Penina, was not. Our passage describes Penina as Hannah's rival, often provoking her on account of her barrenness. Yet the passage uh, also reveals that it was the Lord who closed Hannah's womb. In other words, this scene differs from the story of Sarah and Abraham's childlessness in Genesis. With Sarah and Hannah's story, they were considered too old to have a child. However, Hannah was able, as far as we uh, could tell, um, as far as her age was concerned, to have a child, but she did not have a child. And the writer of 1 Samuel wants us to know that it was because the Lord had closed her womb. 
Elkanah's response to Hannah's despair, as one commentator noted, is out of touch with the depth of tensions in his own household and is imperceptive to Hannah's feelings. Elkanah attempts to bless Hannah with a double portion of food and to draw her attention back to how blessed she is to have him um, as her husband. Uh, Just as a side note, husbands, I don't know if I would suggest that strategy. Um, But I don't think that we should impute ill will to Elkanah's attempts to cheer his wife, Um, but it's obvious that she is not consoled by his efforts. There is much that we will learn from this initial story in the book of 1 Samuel. And really, we should have probably gone through a lot more verses here, but we only have a limited amount of time. But what we're going to see later is that Hannah's situation will be reversed by God's intervention. Yet Hannah was not privy to God's plan for her or her future son. Um, Anyone who reads this story can see that Hannah was emotionally depressed due to her circumstances. Furthermore, many, um, you know, many would look at this, um, or, or many of us likely know what it feels like to receive attempts at comfort from others, just as Hannah did from Elkanah. However, Hannah's redemption would not come from Elkanah, but from the Lord, who would hear and answer her prayers for a child, which we're going to see in the chapters to come. As we reflect on this passage, I want to encourage us to recognize that while we do not always understand what God is doing in and through our lives in any given moment, He is always at work. The Lord can be trusted with our sorrows, even when we do not know how or when or if He will relieve them according to our wills and our timelines. So as we move into a time of prayer, I would ask that you entrust your sorrows, entrust your circumstances, and entrust your unmet expectations to the Lord. Let us not judge the goodness of God by any given or any one given moment in our lives. I love how Psalm 30 puts it, while weeping might last, it might endure for the night, joy comes in the morning. So we can trust him. And to that end, we pray. Would you pray with me? Father, as we reflect just on these few short verses at the beginning of 1 Samuel, we ask that, Lord, that that we would recognize what you are up to um, in your sovereign work. Lord, not that we would know all of those details, but even as the passage said, you were the one that closed her womb and that you would be the one that would open her womb in a few verses later. But that, Lord, we, we, we are so often crippled by our limited perspective, Lord, and yet you look upon our sorrow with, with mercy and kindness, Lord. So, Lord, we pray that as, as we go through trials and we go through sorrows, Lord, that we would, we would bring them to you, that you would be king, you would be Lord over those, and that you would reign and that you would help us, Lord. Lord, for your glory and our good to trust you, as we will see Hannah do. But Lord, we also pray that, Lord, when we have friends, family, maybe even in our own household, Lord, Lord, that are that are struggling, that are full of sorrow, Lord, that are even opposed by others, as we see Hannah opposed by Penina. Lord, I pray that you would have mercy on us 
and that you would help us, Lord, and that we would be good, kind, loving friends that come alongside them. Lord, we ask that you would help us be good comforters. Let us point our friends and family to you and your grace. Point us to your goodness and your grace. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now our blessing, our benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope.